it's all very well talking about being real, showing up real, having authentic conversations online and offline, but hey, could we do with a few tips on how? Yes, we could. Hello, I'm Trisha Lewis. This is the Make It Real podcast, and I will be talking to very real people who've had very real experience, mistakes and everything, and they will be giving you those tips. So, stay tuned. Right, you're in for a treat. You're in for a treat, listeners. You're in for a treat. So, you know that thing called emotion? that sometimes gets put to the bottom of the pile when we're talking about our business and all our plans and our strategies and our social media stuff and our did blah, 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 blah. and then oh look up it pops and um do we know what to do with it no not always and it's huge it's it's driving all of us so why don't we talk about it in the business world more well guess what we're about to for the next half hour we are going to have a deep dive into some really really insightful aspects of something that you should be looking at all the time and we're going to do it with somebody who is an absolute delight Um, and her name is Sarah Jane. Sarah Jane Woods or SJ is a life skills and well-being activist. We like that word so it's not just talk Um, and she helps what she describes as strong women which even you guys, some of you are strong women in your own way. Bear with us on this. You know, you'll know it if you are one. To unlock their... Look, do you know what? I don't know why I'm saying all this because it would be much better for Sarah too. Sarah, SJ, beautiful to have you there. So hello, welcome. Hello. It's such a pleasure to be here. I've been, I've been listening to your podcast for since you started uh, and it's really helped me stay sane through the first year of my business. So thanks, Tricia. And thanks for having me on. That's good. Do you, do you want to do a better job at saying what you do? <laughs> <laughs> it's fudgy, isn't it? Emotions are fudgy. So um, yeah, so I'm an emotional um, health coach, really. Um, and I help women with stress, anxiety, um, overwhelm, all that kind of stuff. Um, I'm a, a life coach, a therapist, and um, yeah, just just a generally happy person and help people get to a place of flourishing, which is what I like to call I like, yes. a flourishing life. So uh, yeah. I like the word flourish. I, flourish is a really lovely word. And we're going, we're going to talk about trees at some stage in this interview, <laughs> listeners. So just, you know, if you don't like this, then just go and do something else. But it's, it's meaningful stuff, not fluffy, I can assure you. So it's funny because when you said I'm an emotional, do you know the next word that we would perhaps put after that? Wreck. <laughs> and actually, both Sarah and I were talking before we pressed record. We both had a couple of pretty challenging weeks when it comes to emotions. And let's just say that I think all of us you know, we all have differences in our day-to-day lives, but there's one thing in common for all of us globally, and that is that we are living through a little bit of an anxious-making time. Um, this All this COVID malarkey, as we'll call it. So how on earth do you cope with all these emotions that you might not even realise are there, but they're manifesting by you being... I don't know, stroppy or tired or I don't know, any one of a hundred things that Sarah will tell us about, I'm sure. Actually, that's a good starting place, actually. 
sometimes we don't know, do we, that we're being affected by emotions. So what, what, what are some of the little sort of symptoms and signs that we should be looking for? I've asked you that completely out of the box, that question. Everybody does emotions in a different way. And we all have learned to react to our emotions in a different way. So to say a general list is, is quite difficult. But I would say that in general, women come to me for um, management of stress, um, anxiety, as you have, have rightly said, and um, overwhelm. Um, quite a lot of women feel very, very overwhelmed at the moment. A lot of my clients and friends are actually saying, you know, wow, you know, I thought it was bad before this, but actually now I've got the children at home all the time, you know, I'm juggling all this stuff. Actually, and, and your emotions come out, you know, you can start to be snappy, you know, start to take it out on the people closest to you. We always take our emotions out on that. We put masks on for a lot of people, but actually the people that are closest to us, that's when our emotions come out, isn't it? And that's how we can, uh, so we can get angry. You know, it depends on your default. My default is worry. My default is anxiety and kind of, am I good enough? I think a lot of women can resound with that. Um, you know, um, people around me have defaults of anger, um, of frustration, of um, just uh, judgment, absolute manic judgment in my family. I've had to get over a lot of judgment stuff. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so we all we all manifest our emotions in very, very different ways. And it's really we get really good at it, mm. you know, really good at a certain way of manifesting our emotions. Um, yes. And it's just yeah. fine patterns within you um, and once you're aware of them then actually you can start to change them which is which is the fantastic thing about our amazing brains right now isn't it just and it's interesting you mentioned anger and all those other ways and those and i i definitely recognize in fact it, something happened to me only yesterday um being around a certain family member <laughs> <laughs> who I'm not around that much for the very reason of um, what happens. Um, but let's just say I recognise that I was sort of trying to be very, very grown up and rational and calm and all those lovely things that we do. But underneath was this bubbling cauldron of sort of unexpressed anger basically you know where you you and we all know this feeling there's a part of you like a big kid just wants to shout and scream and say oh, i hate you i hate you and you're worried but of course we're all very sensible grown-ups and we know we're not supposed to do that but so you get this kind of and then the next thing that happens quite soon after that is what it was with me once i took myself out of the situation and then of course it's tears it's crying and you think wow that's such a fine edge between the two do you do you know what i mean absolutely i uh on my journey but when i've been coming training through therapy and, and life coaching um i used to have emotional furballs and i still have them occasionally um i call them emotional furballs because they kind of cough up from the stomach you know and they're sort of this Bleh. um and uh, because i own cats who have furballs um, it, it sort of comes to me like that and I just end up with this this big emotional mess with lots of tears and you know snot hanging out your nose and you know and my husband is amazing now he just knows that he all he has to do is give me a hug and just let me blurb and I'm fine it is just about not being afraid of your emotions I think a lot of us are really really afraid of crying in public I mean I cry in public all the time it doesn't bother me now it used to be really I used to feel real shame when I did it don't anymore. Um, guilt as well is a huge 
a huge thing for women. You know, we always are feeling guilty about things that we're doing. And um, a lot of that um, anxiety and things like that, anxiety actually isn't an emotion. It's, it's a response in the body like stress is. So stress is a response in the body to the emotions that you're feeling and the pressure generally that you're, a lot of it is coming from yourself. And your anxiety is the same. It's kind of, it comes from these different types of emotions. Um, and shame and guilt are really up there with, with a lot of it. Um, and uh, once we can release the shame and the guilt and actually really get to grips with that, then, then we feel so much better. And that feeling, we can get rid of that feeling. And that's one of the therapies that I actually uh, help people with is old emotion. So emotion that we've learned how to do really, really well, no longer serves us, but actually our bodies still respond to this old thing that we don't need anymore. <laughs> so one of the therapies that I do is um, called integrated eye movement therapy, which is actually, it helps you to desensitize your emotions, your negative emotions and your negative memories. So it helps people with trauma, PTSD, flashbacks, that kind of thing. Let's do, I just need to, yeah, absolutely need to repeat that. Integrated eye movement therapy. Is that right? Yeah. So it's, it's a bit of a misnomer. Um, so it's based on um, EMDR, which a lot of people do know um and also nlp which a lot of people do know so it's a it's a modality that actually blends those two things quite nicely um we do so it's usually two sessions and we have the first session we start to desensitize your old memories and your negative uh emotions um through a series of very quite precise eye movements um which are guided by by the therapist yeah. um the, the great thing about the therapy is you don't need to know what's actually happened. So there's a lot of shame and guilt sometimes around things that have happened in the back of your life that you have buried really, really deep because of the shame and the guilt. Um, and you might not even know they're there. <laughs> there. So this, this therapy actually brings that to the fore. It looks at the imprints of that because we, it might start with something really, really small in your childhood and then it builds and it builds into this big shell that we put outside ourselves. But this therapy goes back down to the deepness, does a little bit of a readjustment and actually you can desensitize that and you don't feel it anymore. Mm -hmm. And it's the weirdest feeling because you just suddenly feel okay. Do you it's, know not, it's not a great up here feeling and it's not a low feeling. It's just a, oh, well, I can remember that now. It was just something that happened. And I, that, I, that's that's fascinating. fascinating. And, and what I've realised is as you've described the process, I've got a feeling, but this person never told me what it was. I've got a feeling that I might have had some of this. Um, it all started with um, trying to sort out a physical thing, um, something to do with my back or knee or something. I can't remember. What. And I've just realized that I was taken through these eye movement things and there was some quite deep stuff going on. And all I can say, listeners, is you, if this sounds like it could be useful, you now have somebody that I can recommend and that you now know um, so you need to talk to Sarah Jane because because I can tell you that it did definitely do something and it was really strange and this um, 
yeah there were there were some tears i remember but it's a you know a bit like when you have a massage and you as far as you're concerned you're going in there for a blinking massage to make your shoulders feel nice and your back feel nice and then and then lo and behold you come out and you burst out into tears and i mean that's probably a different bit of science but it just kind of shows how this wiring and these lymphs and these bits and bobs that go all around our body are all connected absolutely and i think our emotions the thing is with emotional health and this is what i'm passionate about is emotional health drives our physical behaviors and habits and it also drives our mental behaviors and habits so if we are not in touch with our emotions if we do not release them regularly if we keep holding them down if we suppress them with food for example which is, was my old habit um, and if we do, if we do that kind of thing then actually we are storing up long-term issues for the future within our physical bodies um, and stress does that as well so if you have this automatic stress response you know when you think about something some people live in a stress response as soon as they wake up in the morning that alarm goes off beep 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 boom you know and you're in this absolute stress response from the moment you wake up right i've got to do this i've got to do that i've got to do the other to the moment you go to bed and actually living in that stress response for a very long time is chronic stress and it builds up in your body and it will come out in all sorts of ways now i'm not saying that this therapy will stop you getting diseases or anything like that it's absolutely not that it's a complementary and alternative therapy to help people move on to release the past and actually release all this emotion that they don't even know that they've got half the time and that you've been carrying but when you get rid of it it's like wow it's just gone where where has that gone and i've had the therapy myself um before i went into actually uh, becoming a therapist because um i had an incident that i had this memory in my head and every time i did a certain movement it came back and it was just like these flashback memories and very very emotional very very hard to, to deal with but now I can think back to that particular meeting it was. And I just go, well, it's just something that happened. I'm not emotionally attached to it. Yeah. And it's because of the way we store memories, negative memories and positive memories are different. Mm. The way we actually physically store them in our bodies when they're happening is very different. Because when we're in negative, we're in a stress response. Survivor. So we're in a stress once everything slows down have you ever had that feeling when somebody's falling or you're falling and and you kind of slow down because but you can't stop yourself you're in that kind of slow movement thing that is the brain storing that memory mm -hmm. this is how traumas are stored and this is why there's so much research at the moment going into small traumas because actually the big traumas you know they've been having emdr and things like that for a long time but this is this is kind of all those smaller things i and like this builds up. yeah i like this a lot because because you're so it's so important what you said about you might you probably a lot of this you don't realize is there so it's no point in saying oh you know oh i'm gonna deal with this it's a bit like it's a bit like in my stuff when I'm sort of saying, oh, you know, just be you. And, and I said, right, well, there, off you go then, just be you. Well, hang on a minute, hang on a minute. We might need to do some work on finding you. You know, yeah. it, it, you know this is all, this takes work. Guys and girls, this takes it work. Does, but <laughs> SJ and I have worked. 
Absolutely. But the second part of IEMT, so it's two sessions. So that's yeah. the first session. The second session is all about identity, funnily enough. So you're saying about identity. So we go through a series of questions around your identity and build your identity. And sometimes we leave part of our identity behind. So when you were talking about that inner child having that tantrum, you really want to just scream and shout and do all that. Actually, that's part of our identity. So that child part of that emotion is still in your child state. So it's about realigning that, that child and actually bringing all your starts, all that identity around that emotion into one aligned piece. And then you can identify it and then you know and you feel so much better. And then the other part of it is we start to build your future. So we start to look at okay so if you were in a position so if we were, i was working on anxiety for something um and someone was going into a job interview or something that would trigger that anxiety uh, in the future we would actually start to practice that and give people skills within their bodies physically anchor it into their bodies of doing different things in that situation so they can actually walk into that interview room or wherever they're going and actually feel okay it's not about feeling it's not about feeling it's about feeling okay yeah that good old lovely just feeling okay and, yeah. and when it when it happens and you've been living in that other state um mm. without totally realizing it for a long long time it's quite extraordinary because like you said it is it is a sort of light a sort of lightning a light feeling and you are so right about the because i started because what tends to happen with me, and I'm so much better, and we're saying this, listeners, because you're all out there, you're all humans. And I know that the kind of people that listen to my podcast will, will be open enough to exploring this stuff. And it's not, you know, sort of, oh, go on, talking about emotion, oh, fluffy, oh, therapy, oh, life skills. No, I'm not interested. I'm trying to run a ruddy business. Well, carry on if you like trying to run your business. But boy, do you need some emotional health if you're going to run a business. Good grief. I would not be still doing this and I would not be doing this podcast had I not continued to do a lot of work on my emotional health. Seriously. Sorry, that was just sounded a bit lectury, but I just thought I had to say that. <laughs> so that inner child thing, what happened next, in, interestingly, and, and I know, I, you know, this doesn't happen to me very often. There is just one or two people that can trigger this response in me. So, yeah, the, boi the boiling anger that wants to shout, I hate you, I hate you, I hate you, and do Chinese burns on them. This is, you know, adults don't tend to do that. <laughs> right, and then the tears. And then the absolute dive of self-esteem, absolute plummet of it. And I recognize it because I've done a lot of work on this. Fortunately, like you, I have a lovely husband who recognizes it. It spirals. So I actually heard myself yesterday after this incident say to my husband, I don't know what's the point of anything. I, d I don't want to do the business anymore. I don't want to do anything anymore. It's all, it's all a waste of time. Yeah, this is me. So listeners, you might think of me as this uber confident person. Okay, there's the sequence because somewhere, somewhere, I've still got a little bit of something that hasn't quite been dealt with, which is well, I'll tell you what, make an appointment to see. Sarah. Absolutely. <laughs> Come and see me. We can put it on, we can put it on so that people can see what it's like if you like. Exactly. Actually, I think, you know, some of some of I think therapy has a has a stigma around it that 
but you know oh i'm going to see a therapist so i must be really bad you know and all this kind of thing but actually do you know what your emotional health is absolutely key and what's the really worrying thing is that the emotional health in young people is really starting to take a dive and that that's really really worrying because it it leads to it's not it's not that it's just what it leads to you know and if we're not emotionally confident and we're not confident with our patterns of behavior and things like that now you heard yourself saying that last night now i know i i go into that spiral i can get quite easily go into oh gosh why am i doing this you know i'm not making it what's the point you know and all this kind of thing and you can go in that i'm not good enough you know there are other therapists out there that are doing amazing things you know i'm not good enough all that kind of thing we all go into that but actually now i recognize that that happens when i'm tired and when i'm stressed and actually if i if i hear myself saying that i know that i just need to give myself that breath and that space just to come back to me and then when i come back to me i'm fine again <laughs> and i'm back in flourishment yeah. but yeah, it's, it's funny and actually you can learn a lot i've got my two-year-old granddaughter staying with me this this week and it's quite it's been quite a, an emotional situation because i hadn't seen her before uh, this week so uh, my daughter was out uh, the other side of the world with her so it's been quite amazing but also wow quite tiring quite uh, but I notice when you when you observe a little two year old, they're classic, brilliant for observing. OK, so so when they are tired, what do they do? <laughs> they go, they go stroppy and then they cry. And then because she's not with her daddy at the moment, because her daddy has to find a way to get over to this country. Any immigration lawyers out there get in touch. Um, yeah. So she then and only then says, I want my daddy. You know, but she hasn't said that all the time. She's been rested. She's been playing. She's been happy. That doesn't mean she doesn't love her daddy. She doesn't want to be with her daddy, but it's not, her body isn't doing the stressy thing because it's yeah. not tired. So, but she, the minute that kicks in, all that negative sort of all this sort of oh what haven't i got and why isn't my world closer to the surface don't they when we feel tired you know our emotions are there and and then we have habits you know so i used to just eat you know as soon as i've got an emotion i eat that used to be my really really issue and i'm still battling it now not battling it so much i have to say but yeah you know it's still an issue for me um and it's recognizing when you've got this energy. So what I, I go through with my clients is an energy. Um, I talk about the energy bucket and actually what flows through you. And when do you feel tired and when do you feel, you know, amazing? And what can you do just to raise? Sometimes we're on our knees, aren't we? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So what you, when you were saying earlier about us going through these difficult times, it has been very, very emotionally challenging. So for me what happens for me and it's all very individual is that i know that if i can just raise my energy just one notch it doesn't have to be right up here but if i can just raise it one notch i will feel a bit better so that's going for a walk or putting on some music and dancing around the kitchen it's just doing something that you love that takes you back to you and you can even you know five ten minutes and you can feel so much better because when I eat to when I eat to resolve that problem, I just feel worse, and I end up in this guilt and shame cycle that I should be not be eating this. So, knowing your emotions, knowing what they are, and knowing your patterns of behaviour is so key to your life. 
-hmm. it really is it affects everything it affects your relationships it affects your work it affects absolutely everything so for me emotional health is the most important thing to think about well, and i just need to talk about trees for a minute um so what <laughs> i just need to of course, of course. because honestly right again you have consistently said throughout which is typical of you to say this because it's so important we are all individuals so we we all have our different patterns our defaults our the ways we manifest everything etc etc and we will all have different places and environments that we that, that make us feel good okay to put it simply so i think sarah and i are pretty aligned with the whole tree thing but i think there's there's something actually deeper for all of us, I think, about the, the idea of trees. And I, I think part of it, if you think of a tree and the roots, and if you think of certainty, you think of the times we're living through at the moment. And let's face it, actually, there never is a full certainty thing going on anyway, especially if we're in business, we're in relationships, whatever. But I think maybe is that why i feel so is that why i'm lured towards trees when i'm feeling a little bit overwhelmed is it something to do with the certainty of them the the roots what you, give me some tree stuff I'll tell you what it is for me i mean it's quite a spiritual experience for me hugging a tree and i know that sounds really weird but um so you know trees for me have always been my solace so all the way through my life i've had not an easy life um you know difficult parts of our lives as we all have and uh, whenever I feel down or whenever I um, need, need some space to myself, I, I go to the woods because I grew up in the woods and actually the woods make me feel quite um, comforted. And I can talk to trees. I, <laughs> this makes me sound completely positive. No, I talk to trees. I, okay. I talk to trees because, and actually it's well known, isn't it, that you know they create oxygen out of our carbon dioxide. So actually talking to them is about recomposting all the negative stuff and, and it rebuilds into something positive. So for me, it is about a lot of my meditation work. I've got a, a free meditation that listeners can download which is um, about nourishing yourself from your roots. And it's about planting those great roots into the earth and really feeling that, that, that thing and drawing your energy up from the soil. And they're just so certain, aren't they? They've been there for years and years and years. They are beautiful. They, they flourish, they, get, they go all over the place. They can be different sizes, different shapes they're so accepting aren't they of everything that we are and that's that's what it is for me it's just this solid state that's really down into the earth and i know that when i put my roots down and i know that i am safe everything else everything else that's going on doesn't matter i'm in my bubble i'm in that safety zone and that's what i i go through with my clients as well it's just getting this really calm response so that whatever is happening around you, you are tuned in to your yourself. And it sounds very woo-woo. And I hate the word woo-woo because it, it makes it sound like it's just not based in science. But actually it is. Um, it's based into our parasympathetic nervous system, which kicks in and is the antithesis of stress. Mm. So if you're living in stress all the time and, and you come to one of my sessions, actually you come out and you sort of feel, ooh. Oh, I didn't know I could feel that good. <laughs> That's what I often 
get from clients. I can, I can so believe that. I mean, I feel good just actually sitting here listening to you. So <laughs> I, I think, I think the thing is then what you say, well, you know, maybe you might say, well, say what, that's nice. But, but the point is then I always think of it like you talk about the energy bucket. So if you've got, you've got a certain amount of energy, you, um, you need to use it, you need to use it wisely, don't you? And, 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 you know, it's lovely to have a, a, an abundance of energy, but it's so easy to have that energy tapped into things that just aren't, do not nurture us, do not make us, you know, the negative news getting very, very wound up in, or some project that you've got where you're trying to make somebody, somebody they're not, and trying to solve some problem here that is never going to be, whatever. And you just think, oh, you know, if, if I can just look after myself for a minute, get this all kind of aligned, as you said, then that energy is not going to disappear. The energy will be there. But now I can direct it into something exploratory and fascinating and growthing. And growthing is a new word. I mean, if we took everything, if we took all our worry, all our stress, all our stuff that we spend so much time on, you know, in our heads, we spend so much time in our heads and actually took that time and did actions with it. What a better life we would have. No. <laughs> what a life we would have. Is this um, why you used the word activist? Because I, I like that. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 you know, I have certain things that I do every single day. So I always, always, my one ritual that I always do, no matter how down I am, is write a journal in the evenings. And that journal is a gratitude journal. It's about gratefulness for what I've experienced through the day. Because life is an adventure that we have to experience, you know. And uh, good or bad, it's all experiential learning. And that's what we get from it. So that is my gratitude diary. And I always have um, uh, victories as well. So if I've actually done something well, if I'm building myself up because of that not good enough virus that's so deep inside of all of us, you know, it's just about saying, I actually did that today. I took a step in the right direction or I actually achieved something or I did something. So there's always something around those sort of areas for me in the evening. In the morning, I get up, I drink water, I go for a walk, I listen to a podcast, often yours. Uh, and, um, and that's how I learn and that's how I grow, you know, and, and I love it and that's what I do. And then I'm ready to start my day. I don't let anybody else in until I'm ready to start my day and I've got my bubble around me. Now, I appreciate that's difficult for people with small children and, you know, things like that. And I've, I've sort of grown out of that stage now. My son's grown up. So, you know, I don't have that issue. But at the same point, if we cannot serve ourselves first, mm. we are never going to be able to serve everybody in our lives, especially as women. We have so many people relying on us for so many things. That's why I say strong women, because we are all really strong. We're amazing. And actually, it's about saying, you know, we, we've all have emotions. We're all strong. We, you know, we all need each other. And that's why I run this monthly Flourish Circle. Um, it's a women's circle where we just literally are happy to be. We might come there really down. But actually, the support of other women, just, just speaking their truth and being heard by other women is such a powerful way mm -hmm. of spending when you're feeling oh you know I know. And, and i wonder if there are any guys i i've got i know i've definitely got some regular male listeners um and i'm hoping that they're listening to this and 
you know, I started off by making some completely nonsensical comment about you men can also be strong women, which didn't, it's, no. it's not totally thought through, but I think I know what I was saying. Do, do you know what I was saying? Um, I mean, because I, I, I don't want those men to think, oh. Energy. I, think, I think what you're talking about is energy. Actually, yeah. I have a lot of male energy in me. Yeah. Even serve women and I'm I'm people see me as quite feminine I guess because I'm quite flowery and I like flourishing and I you know all that kind of thing but actually I've got a lot of male energy in me I like I'm a project manager by trade and you know so I'm very quite process driven and all that kind of thing so I'm quite practical too um but that's my strength because I blend my feminine and my and my, and my yeah. um masculine energy and I think that's that's what it is and I think as human beings no matter who you identify as whether you identify as a man or a woman or or a transgender or whoever you are it's accepting that in yourself and saying okay so what's my balance of female and male energy and how can i use them you know and, and how can i blend them together to get the best me um and that's where my sarah and my jane come in funnily enough so sarah is my male energy and jane is my female energy Brilliant. so actually that's where it comes and that's why i call myself sj now because it's actually a blend of what I do and that's my husband just come in so oh well, well, there, <laughs> well there we are he's a strong um man with hopefully feminine energy he is, in he is. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think it's, I think it's Virginia Woolf I can't find the quote offhand she Virginia Woolf says something about the two sexes within us um and um I I that really appealed to me when I I read that because I thought yeah yeah let's Let's not get too let's not get too hung up on definitions, guys and girls. Um, words like energy and and all of those things, identity and all all the things we've just been talking about should be for everyone to think about. Um, but yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have to wrap up because I think I think I could carry on talking to you forever. And it's very I have to tell you, listeners, it's a very relaxing experience talking to SJ. Um, I feel quite because. You know, as much as I love having a two-year-old granddaughter around, um, um, <laughs> it's exhausting. <laughs> I'm absolutely. Hey, I have my I have my free energy circle tomorrow night. So if you feel like a a nice energy circle just to review, review and refresh, then come well, along. It's all free. Well, so. I could imagine because you you've you've made me feel very relaxed during this interview, and um, I've really enjoyed this chat. And I, it's one of those topics that we could just go deeper and deeper and deeper in but I think the important message for the listeners is that there are some daily kind of small steppy awarenessy things you don't have to go into some you don't have to suddenly launch into some huge great project of emotional everything um little little stuff like you've like you've said yeah. and we only open emotionally when we're ready yeah. So actually, even with a therapist, you will not, I think a lot of people are frightened that actually they will go in and find something that they're really, really uncomfortable with and they won't be able to cope. But actually, when you go into a therapy session, it's the therapist's job to actually make sure that you can cope when you walk out the door. And we always check up on you as well, to just to make sure that you're all right afterwards. Um, and it's, we have to fall apart sometimes to see the pieces. Mm. Right. And I really think that being in a safe, supported space to be able to fall apart and release some of this stuff that we are constantly barraged with every day is just a gift. And seeing a therapist should be just as good as easy as seeing a dentist. Yeah. 
couldn't be any, any difference really it's way it's, more enjoyable oh, yeah amazing that's a good way of looking at it we have to fall apart sometimes to see the pieces is a genius mm -hmm. quote and i have written that down so sj how how would you how do you most like people to sort of start to connect with you and get to know you um, okay. or even they might just want to get straight on in on with it i mean do you do this online or is this does it need to be face to face yeah yeah everything everything i do is online at the moment i am trying to launch um a, a therapy clinic but it's really hard at the moment with covid and yeah. it's almost like i i can do everything that i do online just as well so actually so it doesn't mind it doesn't matter where you are listeners you can you can connect with sarah jane with just, either just getting to know her or actually going ahead and, and trying some of this therapy you know whatever but how how best to connect so i'm flourish with woods on facebook and linkedin um you can also find me as uh sarah jane woods on linkedin and on facebook and i'm on instagram as flourish with woods as well um, that's because Sarah Jane Woods is a very common name, apparently. Um, so my website is sarahjanewoods.com. There are some free resources on there that you can sign up for, um, which is a free 30-day program to go into your energy and where you invest that energy. Because as Tricia rightly says, it's about investing your energy in the right way. Um, and you get a free meditation with that as well. And tomorrow evening and every last Thursday of the month, I am holding a flourish circle on Zoom and you can register for that free um, on Facebook. Brilliant. Um, Brilliant. So if you follow the Flourish with Woods page, you'll see all the events details there. And um, hopefully I'm going to be setting up that on my website very soon. So the website is following on and the IEMT will be on the website soon, but that's on Facebook at the moment. So well, this is great. Well, I don't think we've got any problem with not only getting in touch with you, but utilizing your generous um, offerings too. And thank you very, very much for this um, fascinating conversation. You will have to come back again sometime because I think we could do a lot more and, um, well, we're in contact anyway. Thank goodness I met you. And um, <laughs> I've loved this. Thank you ever so much. And um, well, yeah, let's, let's, I feel like going and hugging a tree right now, actually. Oh, it's Let's do it. Let's do it. Go and do it and take a picture and show it to me. <laughs> I, will. I will. Okay, I'm going to do it. I'm just going to do it. Thank you very much. Bye-bye for now. It's a pleasure. Thank you so yes! much. Take action. Try so many actions I could step. suggest from this episode, but let's let's try something basic and simple. It might not be a tree for you. It might be something else, but make a special effort today, this week, to actually really figure out what that place is for you so that you can regularly visit it, even if it's a little space in your house. And breathe and connect and align and get your energy together to do all those brilliantly brilliant things that you're going to do. Okay, and don't think of this as being a fluffy thing. Think of it as being utterly essential. And remember, real you doing real communication will really engage real people. Results. By the way, all the show notes are over at trishalewis.com forward slash podcast. You'll get your key takeaways and points from this episode. 
and any resources and links that have been mentioned and details about the wonderful person that I've been interviewing or just myself if I've been talking to myself. Okay, catch up with the next episode, subscribe so you know when they're ready and just keep this conversation going. Never be replaced.